Uber going to espionage to get secrets from other companies. AT&T, Wells Fargo, and Boeing all committing to actually giving up some money gained from the tax cuts to give to employees. And LeVar Ball coming up with the big baller brand of basketball for reals. We'll see how that works out. But we won't hear about those stories in the top 10 for this week as chosen by you via our social and media interaction. So which stories are in the top 10? We'll get to those in just a bit here on this is the Conversations weekly wrap-up show for the week ending December the 23rd, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cooper-Payne. I'm your host for this podcast and the man behind all things at thisconversation.com, the originator of our big conversation with you out there and having what we think are the best conversations with the best people talking about the topics that you want to talk about and not just getting stuck on the breaking news that apparently never seems to break away. And we're glad to have you as part of our team because we think of you as a team. We think of you as part of the family. And this week, we're going to thank a lot of people who we brought in for the team of the family in the last year or technically last nine, ten months or so since we've been doing this weekly podcast. Uh, this conversation has been alive for quite some time and we've been doing some podcasting, started off with a daily thing uh, about the beginning of the year. And then we moved to the weekly thing and it turned into the weekly thing was sustainable. And we're glad that you're keeping things going. We're glad you're part of what's going on. So we'll talk about a lot of stuff on that end. We'll talk a a little bit about what's coming up in 2018 and what's planned for. We'll have a little bit of that going into the, the new year. And, of course, we will do the top ten in just a bit. Real quick, I want to thank you once again. Just I know I just said it literally 30 seconds ago, but thank you for being a part of the conversation. And if you've not been a real part of the conversation yet, not actually essentially voting in the stories, it's very simple. All you have to do is follow us on social media. If you are a Twitter fan, get hit us up on Twitter. We are TH underscore conversation on Facebook. Search for this is a conversation. You'll see the blue uh, speech bubble. That's how you know it is us. And make sure you set it so you see our comments coming through on your feeds. And when a story comes down that interests you, react to it. Read it. Click on it. Like it. Love it. Share it. Hate it. Laugh at it. Do all the little emojis you have on the thing for the Facebook. Uh, reply to it. Especially reply to it so we know what you think about those conversations. So we have more input for which ones go into the top ten. At the end of the week, we take from Friday to Friday-ish, so about eight-ish days or so of content, put it into the mixer, get a algorithm that tells us some stuff, and we will give you the top ten. Uh, plus, the middle segment is normally an interview segment, and we have them play a game called The Brackets, where they pick from our top ten, and which is their big story of the week. And then we wrap up with the almost irrelevant story, the very last story of the list, plus rounding out the top 15 and whatever time we have to do any housekeeping on the back end. So thank you so much for that. We'll have plenty of that going on with no interview segment today. But let's get ready for the big shebang, and that is the top 10 stories are this week. The number 10 story continues the Weinstein effect, although this person not quite completely Weinstein, apparently, but a payment made by MSNBC to settle a claimant, a claim, a complaint, versus hardball host Chris Matthews, happening back in 1999. An assistant producer complained that he demeaned her and made inappropriate jokes. So because of this, a payment for separation was made as she left the company. The ex-employee reportedly received about $40,000 following the 
allegations. That's what they are. They consist of Matthews making inappropriate comments and some very poor taste jokes. Uh, MSNBC disputes the figure, claiming the payment was significantly less and part of the severance package, but didn't say they didn't pay someone to leave. There you go. So they declined to comment on what the whole thing was about in total and, of course, whether anything larger, including anything for the 71-year-old Chris Matthews, uh, going even deeper, for lack of a better term, uh, in issues on that end. The number nine story this week, that gets a jump in response uh, going up a 17.3%, and that is a vehicle that collides in pedestrians in Melbourne, Australia, called a deliberate act but not called a terrorist attack. This happened a few days ago, uh, based on as recorded this on Friday, the uh, 22nd of December. Of course, with all the incidents of people driving things into people, there's heightened alert of these types of incidents. This was a person apparently dealing with mental health issues and just personally crazy as opposed to being crazy for a cause. This was not an act of terrorism. It was a deliberate act, but the person who did this and injured people in this incident uh, was not inspired by any sort of jihadist thoughts. They just were inspired by whatever voices in their head, not to make light of any sort of mental illness, because that's you know my thing is to make sure people who are not doing well are doing better. Uh, so, But that's an incident where people are afraid that these things are being inspired by ISIS. This one, not an terrorist-inspired thing. This is just one person who essentially was not right and apparently went in the wrong direction. The great story this week, uh, we go to Papa John, the real Papa John, the pizza guy, who is actually stepping down from his job making pizzas and being in everybody's face for a lot of the talk he did on the NFL this year. Uh, he, in this number eight story, gets a jump response of 5.74%. And for Mr. Papa John, uh, criticism with the backlash of basically his comments, John Schnettler, which I always mispronounce, announced uh, yesterday as we record this that he plans to step down as CEO, so they're going to find someone else to run the show for now on. Uh, he, of course, sparked some controversy a few months ago uh, talking about the leadership of the NFL for the way they handle the protest on the national anthems. Essentially, he's one of the people that believes the players do not have the right to protest, and that has angered some people and angered some responses and called had people to call his pizza not exactly good. They also called out him for kind of being a show hog and being everywhere because he sort of is. He, of course, uh, recently spoke out against some other issues that uh, made him uh, a bit of a target as well, and seemingly kind of jumping on the Donald Trump bandwagon in responses and kind of following the Make America Great Again pledge that Donald Trump did. So whether these are all mutually exclusive, I don't know, but he specifically being a very big sponsor of the NFL and having commercials and having commercial entities everywhere inside of the game uh, – had a lot of people upset with him uh, talking about the game because of the protest issue, which is a big issue and a legitimate issue. How big is based on how you believe it. Papa John stepping down from his company because of backlash. Number seven story of the week uh, gets a response jump 2.33%. We'll do this one very quickly. Major League Soccer is expanding because people play soccer. People like soccer. May not be big bucks like the football with your hands, but the football with your feet uh, is having sort of a revival right now. A lot of people jumping into it. And Major League Soccer is actually expanding, and they gave Nashville 
A team for their expansion. A big announcement coming out a few days ago uh, where Nashville now has a MLS team. I don't think they have a name for it yet, but of course, Nashville being really big last year with the Predators, them calling it Smashville because so many people jumped on the bandwagon. And I'll say bandwagon on the hockey train, but having such a great team brings a lot of people into the sport. Dallas got a lot of people into hockey when their team was good. Of course, a lot of the teams going to California, the Kings were there already, but like the Ducks and the Sharks and those coming in because A, jerseys are cool, and B, when you got good players on a team, you learn about the sport. So soccer, a, a game that most people actually watch and enjoy more than admit. Major League Soccer making an expansion, and Nashville being a new player in that league. Not sure how many teams are in Major League Soccer, but I guess we'll probably start seeing better soccer players if we can get more and better soccer teams on the regular. The number seven story of this week this also deals with ownership of sports teams. This gets a jump in response of 15.15% from the seventh story. That's Sean P. Diddy, or whatever his name is, Combs, uh, and Stephen Curry being names thrown out there to buy the Panthers. Specifically, Sean Combs wants to buy the Panthers, and he's asking other people with some means to maybe help him out with that. Of course, the um, owner of the Panthers stepping down, at, essentially stepping down all duties now, immediately, and will work towards the selling of the team coming to the end of this season for the NFL. We've discussed that one at, at length on, on that issues. Uh, but Sean Combs thinking he can step in. There are no majority or, or minority big owners in any NFL franchises at the moment. And Sean thinks he can make that happen, asking other people what means. And Stephen Curry has said, hey, I've got a little money. I'll be a minor investor. No problem with that. The big thing, the big news, if there's really news in this, is that Sean Combs essentially said he's going to buy the Panthers and he's signing Colin Kaepernick. So as soon as he gets the reins of a franchise, he's got a quarterback that's got a job, and its name is Colin Kaepernick. Uh, that's a whole other issue in its own, but we will see how that goes out there. First, the the team will be for sale at the end of the season. Who will be give a chance to buy it will be the big question. Number five story for this week uh, is a 19.74% a jump in response, and this is a story that is not very familiar to me, but we put these things out there because it's all about what you want to talk about and, well, this one that's pretty big internationally. Uh, a K-pop band called Shiny had a singer named Jong Young, which I totally butchered there. Uh, he's one of South Korea's biggest boy bands, and he was a member of that. His full name is Kim Jong Young, so his last name is essentially put together as one name. Um, died suddenly, we believe it actually is, of a, of a suicide attempt. Um, at least it's being investigated as a suicide or was when the story first came down. He's 27 years old, uh, taken to the hospital after being found unresponsive in his apartment in Seoul. Like we said, that's one of the biggest uh, K-pop. K-pop is a, basically the boy band craze we have here in the States is even bigger, even louder, and even kind of manufactured over th in the Asian world. And he, as part of the Shiny, is one of the largest K-pop bands in Korea. Um, and so this is a tragic loss on the end for the talent. We'll find out in a few days exactly how things run down in this actual death. Uh, so we are keeping an eye on this. If you guys want to talk about it, I'll keep an eye on it.
This week's number four story gets a bump in response of 15.9%, a significant bump from there. The number four story headline is Catholic Priest Comes Out as Gay. And you might think this might be a more controversial story than it is, and it actually probably wasn't that that controversial because it also has a happy ending, if you will. He got a standing ovation when he did it. This is from Roman Catholic, a priest uh, coming out to his prisoners last Sunday, according to the National Catholic Reporter. They have a um, story, they have a paper called that, and a first-person column report came from this one. Uh, so this is Reverend Gregory Greeton of St. Bernadette Catholic Church, uh, where he has been um, serving for quite some time. And his statement is, quote, I am Greg. I am a Roman Catholic priest. And yes, I am gay. And of course, that gave him a or you see the standing ovation from that statement. Now, here's the kind of thing about this whole gay priest thing. People um, know there are gay people working in all sorts of religious events, and the Catholic Church is no different. Now, the Catholic Church did deal with some issues and still dealing with issues on, well, gay priests and how they handle young men. But that's actually a whole other issue. The issue with the sin nature of is being homosexual a sin. Well, technically... The act of sex out of marriage is where the sin part comes and homosexuality, if you're not actually engaging in it, isn't so much a sin, but sort of a a kind of a failing of the flesh that you have to deal with. And since Catholic priests all take a vow of celibacy, they're not having sex with anybody in or out of anything. So it's technically okay. Uh, Now, my theology theology may be a bit off on that one, but that's essentially what we're going with here. Uh, The big thing is his parishioners love him, and they love the fact that he's himself, and there have been no repercussions as far as I can tell uh, from this story coming out on the 18th of December originally. Going to the number three story this week, uh, the headline is Adult Film Actress Yuzurian Beltran Has Died at 31. That's the headline from the story we pulled. A jump in response from 18.48%. And here's where I have to do a quick mea culpa and apology and an explanation very quickly in today's episode. This thing we posted actually uh, last Friday in the wee mornings of the hour, wee mornings of the day, and it actually um, happened, or we saw the story sometime in the middle of the day, Thursday. We post a lot of things late on Friday to see if they are big enough to carry on to the week, and they did. This is technically a carryover from last week, but there were some issues in the Twitter poll. Uh, Twitter has a lot more numbers and weighs a lot more heavier than the Facebook numbers, to be honest. And for some reason, Twitter decided it didn't want to talk about the story this last week, but this week it does. That means this week is the number three story. It had enough juice to probably be number three or two last week as well because it picked up pretty quickly. I don't have full details on the story because I'm using a public computer in uh, doing uh, the the background here, and I didn't want to actually pull the story up and have someone look to see it in my history because I worry about those types of things. The number two story this week is Power Outage Suspends Flights at Atlanta Airport. This is a jump in response of 9.6%, almost 10% from the number three story, and this is a big story that we all probably heard about uh, coming over the weekend. Power outage happening at the uh, in the big corner of Atlanta, the Atlanta airport having essentially what's called two pipes of power. And there was a big fire that caused the major pipe of power to go down and a fire that was bad enough that the secondary did not go off as well. And so the airport was out of power for about eight hours. One would say if your secondary gets caught up in the same fire as your primary, you don't really have a secondary. Your backup plan isn't a very good backup plan, but 
that's what happened. So all flights, all traffic, all everything uh, out of the Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport uh, was dead for a long period of time on Sunday. Obviously, it's the next week, so things are back to normal. It took about a day or so for A, power to come back on, and B, all the flights that were stuck there to get back into the air and get to more or less where they needed to be. This is a very, very, very serious call out for security issues and things like that. If something goes bad in something like this, this was not something terrorism. This was something that was just straight, um, quote unquote, act of Godish. Something just sort of happened. But obviously, many, many airports, many transportation hubs are looking into their big uh, issues for contingencies when something serious like this thing happened because there were people who were literally stuck in the dark in the middle of the airport for uh, eight hours while this thing went down. And the number one story of the week, also dealing with transportation, this one a very scary, very serious issue. Uh, Amtrak passenger car dangling over interstate after derailment. Of course, you've all probably heard so far about the big accident that happened with the Amtrak derailment in Washington State. A brand new line that was, or a brand new route, should say, that was going from Portland to Seattle. Uh, some issues with the train that was traveling apparently around 70 miles an hour on a bridge in a turn that should have been about 35 miles an hour. Like we said, this is not a brand new train. This is not a brand new track, but it was a train that was using some money, uh, some federal grants to speed up the lines, and it was a brand new route for this new route. It was the first route that was actually taking passengers. They apparently had tested it fine, but for some reason, the speed was an issue, and so the trail, the train derailed over a bridge. Cars dangled over the streets. Uh, there were some injuries, minorous injuries, uh, to the cars below in the underpass, but no one hurt from the cars below. No one in the motor cars hurt from the cars in Amtrak. The investigation, as far as I know, still being done. Three people killed from the actual train, 100 people injured from the train, uh, no one dying from being underneath the train, as far as we can tell. And that is the uh, top 10 for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for this top 10 part of this week. If you want to be a part of the countdown, get your votes in to see which stories are the best or the betters or the not so best, you can simply follow us on social media. On Twitter, look for TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, we are This is a Conversation. And make sure you sign up so we get our stuff in your feed so you can see it. And as things pop up in your feed, stories, headlines, information, things to chat about, Click on it, like it, love it, share it, reply to it. Do what you can to engage with it. We count every single engagement because we can do that just because of the metrics of how these things work. And then we add them up together, and hopefully they pop up the way they do. Sometimes they don't populate as they should, such as the um, death of the porn star we had this week. But when they show up, trust me, they do show up. Coming in just a bit, we're not going to do the brackets this week, but we will do some uh, housekeeping, if you will, and talk about some things that are going on now. And I will give a lot of thank yous to a lot of people who helped make this thing work out for the past eight, nine months or so that we've been doing this as this is. So thank you so much for joining us for This is a Conversation's weekly wrap-up show for the weekend ending December 23rd, 2017. There will be more talk about some of the things you can do with all the great highlights and the great features at the website. This is the conversation.com. But right now, I want to remind you that even though we're not playing the brackets this week, 
you can still have a chance to play the rankings for this week. And we'll probably have a rankings next week for our big uh, best of the year show as well. So what you do is go to thisisaconversation.com slash rankings. This is a conversation.com slash rankings. And when you go there, you'll see a listing of the 10 top stories of the week. Stories we just ran down in the order that we gave you to you, one through 10. Now you get a chance to tell us which stories you think are the best stories and the not so best stories in that rankings. You can move those stories around as you want to, and you get a chance to win a $10 Starbucks gift card every single week for playing. And yes, you can play multiple times. If you win multiple times, We'll deal with that later. Right now, you go to our website, thisisaconversation.com slash rankings, and rank the stories as you see fit. Which story you think is number one, two, three through ten. You let us know, and this also helps us figure out what stories to highlight and put in for headlines along the way. And, of course, the big thing is it's a bribe. Winner gets $10 in Starbucks gift cards or one Starbucks gift gift card for ten dollars i'll give you ten one dollar cards i trust me so check it out go to this is the conversation.com slash rankings and play the rankings game today brevity not necessarily a focus for the middle segment today no interview obviously this will be in just a moment a lot of thank yous coming to all the folks to help make this thing work for uh, timing is a little often it's about nine ten months we've had this thing going in this format and just doing the whole podcasting thing and doing this the conversation bringing it back to life in its format this year has been amazing and we'll talk about that in just a moment uh, so uh, that's going to commence in, like I said, just a moment. Uh, but normally there's an interview section here. Normally we're doing an interview that's going to last around 15 minutes or so that we talk to uh, interesting people. Coming up in the next year, we're going to do more of the interesting people search. So you can help me out if you think you are an interesting person or know an interesting person. They don't have to necessarily be a podcaster or anybody really famous or a rock star or anything like that. Uh, just let me know who they are and we'll try to see if we can make things work out schedule-wise. The big thing is they need to just be interesting and be interested in the news so they can play the brackets and kind of see uh, based on what's going on in the week. That week they can have something to talk about that is current events-wise. Now, this is going to be done for mostly from memory because I don't have a full listing, uh, a very well planned out plotting of how things worked out this year. But uh, about oh, eight or nine months ago, uh, we started doing this is the conversation as a daily drop with what's going on in the headlines. And it turned into a weekly wrap up. And eventually we gave up the daily podcast because it got to be a bit te- tedious and uh, just a lot of people weren't exactly tuning in every day. So the stats got a little took a hit. But we got a little better by doing something on a weekly basis, gathering a much, 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 many stories, uh, a bunch at a time and giving you a listing of how they turned out. And you can react to those as well. So we're going to start off very, 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 very back by thanking my man, Jay Jackson, who uh, joined us as my very first interview, the very first chance to try the brackets out for this weekly podcast. And that was even before we even had a really time constraint. So just kind of uncensored unscheduled just doing it vamping and making it go along jay jackson and his um have links to what he's doing jay jackson entertainment uh, up and coming comedy guy although he's on a comedy hiatus right now knocking out a couple of 
performances he had on the books, but not doing anything uh, for a while, booking anything new until somewhere in the middle of next year. So hopefully you get a chance to see him. If you're not here in Arkansas or near Memphis, uh, where basically most of his action happens, he's looking to branch out. Maybe he'll go a little bit further this upcoming year. Maybe he'll be close enough to you. Check him out. I also want to thank Nick Britton, uh, who uh, is not exactly sure where he is right now. He's in Florida. He was in Miami as the hurricanes were coming through, and uh, he was essentially a few days after the, the hurricanes and the flooding that came from that. He was relatively safe where he was, but he was dealing with some aftermath there and had some very interesting uh, thoughts to talk about those type of issues there. So Nick Britton, there'll be links to what he does, which is um, he's a coach. He's helped people doing their businesses, and he's put out two books since we've talked uh, on the airwaves here. So you'll get links to those two books as well. Big thanks out to Raina Campbell of Dreams and Drive, who I have, um, I guess, sort of uh, mentally adopted as kind of a proud big brother in a sense that we've never actually met. She is from Jersey, and my sister was born in New Jersey, so that sort of works like that. Uh, but she has a uh, enterprising uh, podcast called Dreams and Drive, where she talks to who she calls dream drivers, people who are putting their dreams into reaction, into action, into uh, full force. And she's also branching out and doing some consulting for people who are trying to get their own podcast going. So thank you, Raina, for all the time you gave for, for that. And, of course, the great T-shirt uh, she's doing that to keep things going as well. We had a chance to interview a man named Ron Mack. He is a person I've worked with in my radio career in the building. I actually work in every single day. He was a formerly a fixture on the weekends doing some stuff. He has a uh, organization called The Backyard, which does uh, poetry, which does uh, spoken word, which does art, all sorts of urban type stuff. That's the best way I can describe it. But he's been doing that for decades. He's been uh, doing it for a grassroots type of work inside the city of Little Rock, inside of central Arkansas. And he's had plenty of connections. And we spent a lot of time uh, just talking about some of those connections and why it's so important to be grassroots and do things exactly where you are and not be so worried about you know, going full time, going big, going platinum, going national when there's so many things that need to be done exactly where you are. So thank you, Ron Mack, for your time on that one. Somewhere in there, I snuck in a chance to talk to Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting. Dave has been a podcaster for basically a long, long time and a teacher for just as long, if not longer. And Dave is a person that I've been following for quite some time and actually helped me get myself back into the podcasting game by listening to some of the stuff that he offers up for free. He offers up plenty of other services. Yeah, there are plenty of big-time names and big-time flash and sparkle with their podcasting classes, but Dave is a real dude who's the real deal and can teach you exactly what you need to do to get yourself up and running. He has a couple things going. The school podcasting is always there, and he has a course that's going live in a few weeks in in January. Maybe Phil, by the time you hear this, though, uh, look for that. That is that will get you podcasting in six weeks You from start to finish, get you a topic, get you everything sewed up. He'll help you get everything lined up in six weeks, so it's a fast-track deal. So check out Dave Jackson. Look up DaveJackson.com or SchoolOfPodcasting.com specifically to find things on Dave Jackson. A man named CJ, or at least that's what he's going by, is a very great and compelling storyteller. He came up with a podcast that we found in the discussion essentially as a way of expanding his therapy. Literally, his therapist said, 
man, you should do a podcast. Your stories are really, really deep and it could probably help out a lot of people. And he tells things about his childhood, his life now, uh, everything in between. And it's a very deep and interesting um, conversation with CJ, in a sense, as you listen to him talk about himself and all the intricacies of just being himself. And in the process, you may not be exactly like him, but you'll find some way to connect with how he tells the story and the things that come out and make you think twice about some things going on. CJ, thank you so much for that. He has got one of my favorite podcasts right now. It is called uh, The Normalized Podcast. And just go to normalizedpodcast.com and see how you can follow the adventures of CJ. Well, I'm sure I'm leaving someone out because, as I said, I don't have all the notes in front of me. And we did have some blanks and some shifts and some things going on in my year of trying to get this on track. We'll do much better we hope, coming up in 2018. But the final thank you for guest-wise goes to Dave Anderson, the business bully. He was one of the first people I reached out to when I decided to kind of go off script and getting people to sign up. And he was like, sure, put me on your schedule. Let's do this. And then it took me three months to put him on my schedule. But he made some time. He was an awesome interview. It came up after a couple of big things he did this year, uh, including launching a couple of initiatives, uh, doing an initiative that's going to get more entrepreneurs entrepreneured. That's not a word. He's got a, a um, initiative for young black boys because he feels that with all the things going on, black boys between the ages of 12 and 22 are being missed, are being left out. They're not being targeted as people that need help, and he's making sure that's happening. And, of course, he had the big interview with Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, after kind of going back and forth on Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, being a bit overhyped, you could say. They had an interview. They had a, t- a segment together. They had a nice, long, and great and deep conversation on how Gary V does his stuff and why things actually matter to him. And so, check out Dave Anderson by just going to business bully or yeah, businessbullyshow dot com is the way to get to him, or just search for the business bully Dave Anderson and Mohawk Nation, and you can find out more about him and what he has going on as well. And not to get all PBS on you, but this is the part where I think listeners like you, and hopefully soon viewers like you. Next week we'll talk about some things we're planning on working on, and I am going to force myself to be on camera in some sense, which means I guess i got to shave and cut my hair. But we're going to do our best to reach out to you, the conversation list of people out there who are looking for good news and good conversation on what's going on, what's happening in the news, current events, and not getting stuck and trust me, I love me some Wolf Blitzer, but when Wolf Blitzer asks five different people the same two questions and spends two hours doing it, I get a bit annoyed as well. So we want to make sure that plenty of conversations are going on. So we're going to go in some new ways and some expanded ways to make sure we're having the best conversations with the best people. So this, of course, means more interaction with people like you and you specifically. If you enjoy the conversations and what we have going on here, it's simple to just share the love with other folks let them know that they can find us on twitter th underscore conversation and on facebook at this is the conversation also our website this is the conversation.com share it with as we say share it with some friends share it with some enemies share it with five random strangers if you find any uh, just share it so more people can get in on the conversation we have here and coming up in the next year there are going to be some initiatives to really get pbs on you help get a little bit of extra support from you guys. It's not just flat out asking for money, but there are going to be some things we're doing to help keep the lights on for here and keep things interesting for everyone 
involved. So you'll see them kind of come into play and introduced in stages and pieces as, as basically work out the details on a lot of things. We're not going to be begging for money every single week. That's not the deal. But we will need your participation in a few things and a few more things, I may say. So uh, be prepared for us to beg for you to join us to do stuff because that's what's going to happen in 2018. But hopefully it won't be much of a begging. It will be something that you'll want to join into. Uh, once again, we thank a lot of people here. I think uh, the guys behind the scenes that help me get these things out. There's folks that help me do research, help me edit, help me test things out. And they all know who they are. If I told you their names, it would be you know basically useless because they know what's going on and they, they know what help they are. But I will once again thank you profusely because we somebody has to listen to this if no one was listening then there'd be no reason to get on the microphone and do all the work it takes to do this thing and it's a lot of work but it's a labor of love because we love you guys so thank you so much for listening and being a part of the conversations and doing what you can to help to share them as we said we'll do more to ask you to help us share a bit more in the next year We'll get more to that next week. In the meantime, I'm just going to stop by, like I did, used to do it a lot, just saying thank you 20 times, but just one more really big thank you. It's a few days before Christmas, so now seems like the wrong time to be thinking about traveling, right? wrong. You should be thinking about your travel ahead of time. And if you're thinking about travel, you should think about using our website to get you a great deal via Travelocity. Travelocity can help you book flights, book hotels, book cars, book the whole vacation, the whole package together and save hundreds of dollars in the process. It's simple. And their guarantee allows you to change things on the spot. As soon as you know you need to change, you let them know and they can work it out for you. And it's very simple. Go to our website, this is the conversation.com slash travelocity. This is the conversation.com slash travelocity. And you can find a link to de details on how we can help you get an even bigger deal by using the number one travel site on the web. And that, of course, is travelocity.com. Looking at plenty of time today to wrap things up for the year. So we're going to take our time getting to the end of the program today. Of course, we're going to wrap up the bottom 15 and rounding out the 15 stories that were in the top of this week. Plus, give you the relevant story of the week first, or almost relevant, I should say. We had 81 individual headlines this week, not any super stories at all this week. Everything was specific. A little slow on the week because of some holiday planning, and let me be honest, things get a little crazy at the day job when things get ready to gear up for a big holiday. So uh, that's why we are planning out next week's show, and going to do that pretty early with the full week or the full hour going to essentially the biggest stories of the year, and we're just going to rank them down and not even take any time figuring out any any real path to go we're going to stop the big one we're going to start with the big one and just go all the way down until we get to uh running out of time so that's how that's going to work for next week so tune in for a very special episode where we go through the largest stories for the entire year you'll be surprised which ones got so much big returns a lot of things getting returns 
of course, after it's in the week of its real relevancy, some of the big stories that stuck around. In the meantime, in the time we have left, we'll go through the top 15, the almost irrelevant, and as many of the other stories as we possibly can. Running out the top 15 stories, the number 11 story this week uh, is Uber used spies to steal rival secrets. This coming from an ex-manager at Uber, which kind of goes to explain all the bad things happening inside the company coming from former managers who are just kind of just tired of the whole BS that Uber has and have basically been spilling the guts on a lot of Uber issues. We might get to the story later on where Uber officially lost the fight in the European Union to be a technology company because Uber says they're an app, so therefore they're not liable for all the things the people driving the cars are. Meanwhile, over in Europe, they say, oh, no, you rerun a taxi service because people are driving cars with your app. So that's something there. But this one, the number 10, the number 11 story this week, was a former manager who spilled the guts on the fact that they literally use espionage tactics to get inside of other companies and to hire away people and get secrets so that they could use things to bolster up their service, whatever they want to be. The number 12 story this week, AT&T, Wells Fargo, and Boeing Company offer bonuses and pay hikes in wake of U.S. tax reform. Now, these are the first three companies. AT&T, I believe, was the number one. And then within hours, these three companies announced that with the new tax reform that was signed into law officially on this day as we're recording this before Donald Trump went out for vacation for the holidays, Congress was able to ramrod a tax bill through that's making the public not very happy that will give lots of breaks for the companies, which isn't such a bad thing, except it only gives little breaks for the middle class and the people who were promised the breaks. And those breaks will expire within a few years. The breaks for the real big ones for the companies are permanent. Now, companies have vowed that they will trickle down some of this economics to the people. And AT&T and the other two companies, Wells Fargo Bank and Boeing Company, say they're going to do it. They're putting themselves on the line by saying right now they plan on putting more money into infrastructure for their facilities, into people's pay, into training, into things for the people. They're on the hook for this. We'll see if it happens, how long it happens, and how well it actually ends up working. Number 13 story of the week is a person who is working to make um, trickle-down economics work for him, his boys, and maybe some other folks in the process. The three-ball brand may become a big sponsor for a new basketball league. I believe it's called the Junior Basketball League. I don't have it here, the full story in front of me with this headline. But LeVar Ball is taking his two kids who are currently signed to play in Lithuania because there's no place for them to play. One has not graduated high school yet. One is only a freshman in his first couple of months in college. Uh, so they're getting some basketball skills overseas. You can do that if you want to. Essentially, um, the kids are homeschooled anyway, so you can just do your schooling if it's based on what's going on. But in the future, coming next year probably, there'll be a home for kids who graduate high school and don't want to go to college but believe they have the talent, believe they have the skill to make it to the next level but have to get past that whole year, the whole age rule they have in right now. So this is a league that will pay kids around $10,000 or maybe a little more based on their skill to play basketball for a little while, which is fine. It's a job. They can do that. But it's bypassing the NCAA bypassing the whole amateur niche, and we'll see if it bypasses any actual tax laws for Mr. LeVar Ball. Number 14th uh, story for this week, strike over Teva Farm jobs cuts 
uh, it again, strike over Teva farm jobs cuts Breach briefly shuts down Israel. Wow, I probably should edit that out, but I'm not going to. Um, this the nation of Israel literally had issues this week over some jobs with a company called Teva Farm, Teva Pharmaceuticals. It's been a long week, folks. Uh, so because of some issues there, a strike uh, caused, and one, it's being one of the large, it being one of the largest uh, employers for uh, the nation of Israel, bringing a lot of money for the nation. Uh, there were some issues going on with that one. Don't have the full story in front of me, so unfortunately I would go through it in deeper detail. But one company made that much difference for the nation of Israel. It had a strike that caused ripples into the entire economy. Number fourteen, number 15 story this week, uh, speaking of Mr. Trump, new poll says 52% of country worse off under President Trump. We're going to leave it at that. And the almost irrelevant story for this week, the one we should actually say before we went through the top 15, church pastor, wife convicted of fraud. This is a story. I don't have the details of this one for me as well. I should pull these up as well. A story of a that's actually something that happens fairly often where people get a little leery of the whole religious thing uh, because you can use a church or the entity of being called a church as a tax shelter. And that's essentially what happened. A pastor and his wife were convicted of fraud for scamming a lot of people out of a whole bunch of money over um, a good period of time. Now, the difference between number 10 story and the number one story this week was about 202% in response. The difference between the number 81st story and the first story this week, of course, that's the Amtrak passenger train, which was dangling over the streets. 4,400% difference in those stories. Now, we're going to go through as many of the also-rans as possible. They are in no particular order, and in fact, when we shuffle them, we lose the number range it was in in the week. So we're just going to run through stories and get out for the week and get ready for a great Christmas coming up in a few days. We're going to start with the Chick-fil-A story. Chick-fil-A, of course, broke from tradition this week and was open for a Sunday. The now national chain, known for its famous, very famous chicken sandwiches, also known for being closed on Sundays so that people are going to have time to spend with their families, and especially if they want to spend time with the Lord and their families. Chick-fil-A always closed on Sundays, except in Atlanta, except last week when they were dealing with what came from a story we already talked about, and that being the number, now I have to go back to the other sheet and look at it, the number two story for this week, the power outage at the Atlanta airport. Because they were out of power in the airport, the Chick-fil-A people mobilized as many folks as possible, cooked up as many sandwiches as they could, and took them to the airport to feed the people who were stranded there for the eight hours, literally in the dark, in Atlanta. Good news from a good company. ESPN President John Skipper announced that he is resigning from position, citing substance addiction problems. Skipper's been with the company for uh, decades, and uh, various people uh, giving their condolences, if that's the proper term for Skipper having to leave, but knowing that Skipper is going to leave and hopefully come back as a better person, definitely dealing with his substances. And we, of course, here are also giving thoughts and prayers out to John Skipper as well. Cuban President Raul Castro will step down in April after the election to choose his successor. Now, the reason why he hadn't stepped down already is because, well, they're supposed to have an election, but there was a hurricane that went through Cuba that kind of screwed up the process. So the election was this was was pushed back. Once the election is done, he will be gone. So says him. Now, it'll be the first time since the 50s that Cuba had not been reigned by a Castro, first by Fidel, then by Raul. 
Study shows that older adults forget more because brain rhythms don't sync during sleep. And it's a lot like what happens when your computer syncs at night, uh, when it's sleeping and it's syncing with information. Something goes wrong. There's a trigger that happens in your head that doesn't really happen when you get into your 40s and beyond, where if you don't get the proper amount of sleep and just sometimes just in general, the rhythms that realms REM sleep help you fix things out and clear things out your head aren't quite working well. And because of that, uh, you forget things, uh, topics that should be right there top of mind that should work well as your brain clears out the junk at night isn't happening because of your sleep patterns. How that works? Not exactly sure because I'm not a brain surgeon. This is a real headline. Nareth, Nazareth, Nareth, Nazareth, Jesus's hometown, cancel Christmas to protest Trump Jerusalem move. Now, the re- reason why this is a big deal is because many people living in the city of Nazareth are, oddly enough, Muslim or other ethnicities. But because of the big move that the pre- Trump, uh, the Trump, uh, President Trump basically saying that Jerusalem ought to be the capital of Israel, and even though the rest of the world disagrees, uh, the resolution that the Americans did just to move the embassy to Jerusalem, which is disputed, uh, caused some issues for Nazareth, which are closing some of their regular scheduled activities for Christmas because they want to protest. Now, because of that, they are seeing less visitors this weekend for Christmas, which is a big deal for Nazareth in general. We'll see whether that all works itself out. Eric Schmidt is going to leave as executive chairman of Alphabet and Google. He's the Google is Alphabet is Google's now parent because they changed the name. So Eric Schmidt leaving, leaving there after a decade. And Jack in the Box is selling Kudobo to the Apollo Global Management Group for about $305 million because, well, Jack in the Box is not doing so great in the Togo business, even though they are apparently have better better queso than they do at over at the Chipotle. Business-wise, they're not doing quite as hot. Thank you so much for suffering through this one with us today. We are glad to have you as part of the team. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and, of course, share us with as many people as you can find so you can have the best conversations out there. And subscribe to the podcast. Be back here next week for another edition of This is a Conversation's weekly wrap-up show from thisistheconversation.com. Conversation.com.